What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? running smoothly and you i'm doing green how's everybody else doing it is another episode of dave's nerd compendium and this week i am bringing you the anticipated episode the one where i've been hinting the past couple of weeks where i was a guest on a different podcast that was not associated with the pod bros network i reached out to a new show that i've been listening to and one that i actually uh keep up with and if you know me in podcasts, I'm a few months behind on all my podcasts, but this one I tend to keep up to date because it's the Drunk Guys Book Club. I'll just come right out with it. They read books, they drink alcohol, it's like my favorite show, almost, because it's everything that is me. Well, we got together and... Uh, they were supposed to shoot me a copy of the actual episode. I have not received it yet. When I do, I will release a special episode of that alone and put it as a um, separate episode. It'll be like number 207B, if you will. I think that's what this is. Um, but that way you can hear their intro music and everything dealing with their show. I just took the audio that was recorded, clipped out a few things, and then am playing it for you guys. So, please, check out their show, Drunk Guys Podcast, uh, Drunk Guys BC, uh, on Twitter, Drunk Guys Book Club on, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all that fun stuff. And sit back and enjoy us uh, listening or discussing Armada. And speaking of Armada, if you want to pick up the book or even pick up Ready Player One by the same author, go to podbros.com, click that little Amazon link at the bottom, and purchase a book. Nothing extra gets charged to you, and we get a little kickback at Podbros. Otherwise, check out uh, Patreon. There's a bunch of new tiers on there. So a little bit of everything for everyone. So sit back and enjoy uh, the Drunk Guys Book Club with Dave the Nerd talking about Armada. Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer makes everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Armada by Ernest Klein, and we are joined by Dave the Nerd. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right. Hey, Dave. Dave, why don't you tell us about uh, your show so all of our our dozens of listeners can <laughs> know where to check you out. Yeah, so I can find out where I'm supposed to listen to my show. Um, 
I'm on Podbros Network. I'm also found pretty much everywhere on the interwebs as Dave the Nerd. Uh, Dave's Nerd Compendium is just a podcast about nerdy geek life culture. I try to educate people on different things that's considered nerdy. So Armada must have given you some serious wood if you're into nerdy stuff. (laughs) The sad thing is, when I was growing up, I remember playing these games firsthand. That I think that's what he was going for. I yeah yeah yeah. I also remember seeing any of the movies that are mentioned in it in the theater. I've definitely not seen all of them. Some of them might be a little before my time. Well, I'm also 37 years old. Oh, you're you're like that's like Nate Nate years. But just like when you guys reviewed Ready Player One. When I read that book, I was like, I remember that. I remember that. Hey, I saw that movie. It was the same thing when reading this book. Right, because that's why it's... It's basically Ready Player 2 is what Armada is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ready Player 2 <laughs> is actually the pen name for the sequel to Ready Player 1. Oh, man. He is actually like working on the sequel. Well, because he really only has one, one idea. It's a yeah. very shallow well he goes to. It's 80s <laughs> pop culture stuff. He's got one sound. If he was a band, he would have one sound. Yeah. Every song sounds like that one song. And it would, it would have a lot of synth. It would be a real cool song, song, but you know, after a while, you're like, I'd like to hear another song now. Yeah, something that's not this. Well, you know what? I think it's time for a beer. Yeah. So we both we coordinated that everybody will be drinking at least one beer in common. Uh, and it is Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. Why are we drinking Rogue's Dead Guy Ale? Well, all right. Here was my idea. It's because this is the kind of a key part of the book where the main character, Zach, he's a teenager, but his father is dead. Or wait, he just thinks his father is dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. And so he, because he thinks his father is dead and that like shapes so much of him, like that's how he in the, in the year 2015 or whatever this book came out, that's how he became obsessed with 80s pop culture and 80s video games because he was learning about his father who died going through all his dad's stuff in the attic right so anyway he thought his thought his father was dead spoiler he's not dead no he's on the dark side of the moon right exactly (laughs) just might as well be dead (laughs) and you know for a while Mm -hmm. so dead guy ale has nothing to to my knowledge has nothing to do with dead people or you know but the name is great and it's an easy beer to find so even though we are Skype casting from uh, different places, we are all able to get it. So what do you guys think of the beer? It's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is one that I've actually, I think this might be the first beer I've ever had here that I've had elsewhere. Because it's fairly, it's a fairly common, not common, but it's around a lot. Like it's at bars. You can get it pretty readily accessible. It gets wide distribution. It's also a very sort of accessible beer. It's yeah. not a crazy IPA or crazy stout or sour beer. It's just I mean I guess it's an American amber ale or something like that. No, it's actually a malted ale. Oh. Ah. <laughs> tomato tomato. I, I read oh, the cans. Oh uh, we're I look at the bottle here. I mean it does say it doesn't say shit on here. Oh well you guys have the bottle. I have the can with the awesome looking uh dead guy on it. Does he have a large hat? Yeah, he's like a hat and a, and a mug in his hand. And a beer stein next to him, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, this one, the, the, the we have that on art, but it doesn't say anything else. I mean, I don't know what a malted ale is, except, you know, all ales have malt in them. So I guess they're just saying it's not an IPA. No, a malted ale is actually one that, when it's stored after brewing, it's actually stored in additional malts to mm-hmm. add to the flavor. Just like a bourbon barrel ale is aged in a bourbon aged barrel. Oh, so they okay. add extra malt just to make it sweeter and a little more body, I guess. Yep. I never heard of such a thing. It's pretty wild. I mean, it doesn't. It definitely has a sweetness to it. It's not super bitter. Yeah, I uh, also do a podcast called "I'm Thirsty," where we try to educate people on alcohol. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> people need to know about that. <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> Plus, it's a reason for me and a couple of my buddies to get together and drink. A similar vibe here. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> the books are collateral damage here. Like that's <laughs> the books are our MacGuffin. No, what's yeah. funny is <laughs> our uh, very first episode or two, we were very much only brought one or two beards and were much more about the books. But you know, over time, yep, that has uh-huh. sh- shifted a little. One of them takes more homework than the other. I don't know which one. <laughs> Again, it once... depends on the show. <laughs> Well, this is a fine beer, um, mm-hmm. just for regular sipping. It's nothing um, like remarkable, except that you know it's just a good beer that you could find just about anywhere. So it's a good one to know about. Yeah, I will say this isn't my normal beer. I'm normally a stout and porter drinker because I like the dark beers. But for a palate cleanser, this ain't bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna knock your palate out like an IPA will. Where you're gonna be you know, you're fatigued from the bitterness of it or something like that. True. So in um, the book, Zach, the whole book takes place over like basically over 24 hours, maybe 36 hours. Uh, Zach is a high school student who is damn close to graduating. And he is uh, not a weird kid, but he's not super popular. And he has a reputation for like anger outbursts. Mm hmm. I mean, he's a bit of a nerd, but he's not totally antisocial. Yeah, but he is what in you know he is super into this video game mm-hmm. called Armada. And if any dun, book, dun. yeah, if any <laughs> book I've ever read, this one uses the title of the book in the book the most. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Like every couple of pages, they either say the word Armada in italics, meaning the video game, or just referring to a general Armada of ships. I, I can think of one exception to that. The cat in the hat. The cat in the hat. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Green eggs and ham. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pretty much any Dr. Seuss title. Really hammers it home. <laughs> it's like a chorus and a pop song. You, you can't pretend you don't know what it is. So he he plays this game, and it's this online flight simulator sort of game, right? Like basically, I, I don't. Yeah, it's like uh, you fly around and shoot the aliens in your in your plane. <clears throat> And there's, you know, you can get all sorts of cool gear, which reminded me of Ready Player One. Yep. With the uh, all the suit add-on bullshit that he later buys in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there's these big, kind of like, um, I guess I don't know, I don't do a lot of online gaming, but like what World of Warcraft really made popular, like the big missions that people would have to collaborate on. And then they even mentioned Leroy Jenkins in the uh, in yeah, this book. They do. Well, yeah. more Starcraft than, uh, wow. 
and I don't I never played either, but I remember World of Warcraft really was like when I became aware of that as a thing that people were like, oh, we have to coordinate what spells we're casting so we could fight this troll yeah. war or something. <laughs> it's a group know. effort. Yeah. Yes. Like a elvish gangbang. Everybody takes a lot of hands. The <laughs> uh, Starcraft, that's like Last forever. 80s. Yeah, that's a while oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. I remember playing. It's like, still like the national sport of Korea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's not even a joke, sadly. Fuck the no. Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays this game called Armada, and it has a, a sister game made by the same company called uh, TNA. Terra Firma. What was it called? <laughs> yeah, Terra Firma. <laughs> they, they keep calling TF. And that's the same plot, basically, except that one's you, you control little mech soldiers. You know. On the ground instead of flying through space. Yeah. But, yeah, same thing. Which felt totally unnecessary, by the way, to the plot, because it's a really minor part of it in the long run. You know, the, the mech soldiers. If it was all combined in just sort of one game, yeah, I think you're right. Like it didn't need to be two separate games. The only thing is it allowed there to be uh, two different record boards. You know, that there was... Mm-hmm. The, the top 10 Ar- uh, Armada players and the 30 dozen of, oh, the, <laughs> of the TF players. They were the top ranked in that. And our, our main character is number six in the world at Armada, mm-hmm. which um, one totally unnecessary detail they tell you earlier that he has an ex-girlfriend. Like, she is not important at all in the book. I don't even remember them saying that. She is very... Just oh, mentioned a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, beginning. yeah. At the but be- very very, it's very important that it gets mentioned that he's, he has lost his virginity to this girl. Yeah. <laughs> that gets mentioned in there. He's in Six in the World, but he also touched a booby once. Yeah, exactly. So, the main theme of the book, it, this is all uber nerd porn, the whole book. This is like if every nerd's dream came true. Yeah, like, yep. oh, I could touch a booby. Play video, playing video games is cool, and it saves the world. It makes me world famous. And then you get to touch another booby at the end of it, because yeah, oh, we'll get to the other girl that he mm-hmm. meets. Yeah. So it uh, turns out that it's not really just a video game. It's it's the exact plot of the, uh, what was that 80s movie? Uh, Last Starfighter? Yeah, where the game <laughs> is like the... the, the, the government te- test. Government test, yeah. But the ga- but the book mentions that movie, yeah, and it mentions <laughs> Ender's Game, and it mentions all these other things that it's clearly emulating. Mm-hmm. But it's making it, uh, it's sort of not tongue in cheek, but very, su- it's very self aware. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, that's the setup. You find out it's all real. Yeah, and then you find out that his dad is not actually a dead guy. Yep, his dad. <laughs> The Space Galactic Alliance, whatever the fuck they're called. The Earth Defense... Earth Defense Alliance. Alliance. Is that what they're called? Anyway, yep. that they faked yep. the father's death because he was such a good video game player that they recruited him to go live on the moon and fight these guys in real life. <laughs> they blew him up in a but, shit factory. <laughs> yeah, but he died in a poop, poop explosion. <laughs> but his family was taken care of financially by the Earth Galactic Alliance. And uh, most times I have a poop explosion. <laughs> Nobody's taking care of financially. Like, the laundry isn't taken care of. He had a he dies in a shit explosion. Like it couldn't even, you know, fake kill him in a dignified way, like no. stopping a burglar. Yep. <laughs> well, that kind of leads orphanage. pretty funny. That kind of leads to a separate part where we find out Zach actually has a nickname that's from an '80s reference in and of itself. Saved by the Bell reference, right? Exactly. Zach yes. Attack. 
Yeah, Zach, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, only you and I, uh, Dave, knew that of the guys talking right now. Yeah, I didn't. I, I never didn't place that one. I did watch Saved by the Bell, but I, I don't remember that. Uh, if I recall, was that Zach's band? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there you uh, go. wonder how many other references in this I missed. Probably like 4,000. There were a lot that I, <laughs> I was like, I know they're talking about something right now, but I don't. It's like a it's like a really nerdy episode, an even nerdier episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is a reference to, but I'm assuming it's funny. There were a lot of things I didn't get, and some sometimes I would I was like, I, I think it's this. Oh no, it's not. Let me go Google it, and uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I thought that was Klingon. That's apparently from the day the Earth stood still. Okay, sorry. And here I'm catching every single reference because I'm an old. An old nerd. <laughs> I'm well, an OG. I, I, <laughs> original <O-N>. geek. <laughs> the uh, the the references in this one thing that helped me get them was having already read Ready Player One. Yep. Because there's like a in the Venn diagrams that are these two books. There's there's very little that doesn't overlap. It's like a partial eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Let's have a beer. Yeah, we've got we got more beer here. We've got we've got five more beers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went all out. Yeah, right? six is a pretty low number for Listen, us. Now. Dave, we don't mess around. <laughs> our, 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 when it comes to beer, we we recorded an episode on Fight Club that has ten beers. Well, you kind of need ten beers to get through Fight Club. It almost yep. we almost went as crazy. It is the first rule of getting through Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's open We're one. Pick the uh, one closest to your hand. This one closest coal this is one Jimmy brought. It is called The Project by Platform Beer Company. Jimmy, why'd you pick it? Um mostly cuz uh you know it seemed like a good idea at the time. But I guess cuz you know the whole <laughs> thing is like it was a secret project to recruit people and I needed another beer to be honest. So, <laughs> that's good enough. They don't always have to be strong connections. Yeah. Um one thing and, you know, Dave, you could certainly speak to the quality of those 80s arcade games that they referenced. I don't really know how much prepping for intergalactic war you could be doing when you're playing Asteroid. I don't know. What did you That's think about that? That's very realistic. Well, in a way, you can kind of see it with, like, Galactica, uh, Galaxy, Asteroid. Just the whole uh, being in a solitary area with a cannon and you're just trying to shoot stuff or with like Galactica, having that small little ship uh, traveling back and forth, trying not to get hit while you're destroying things. So, in a way, I could kind of see it being used as a recruiting tool, but well, perhaps, like one of the bad. one of the things in this book was that the the aliens kind of I mean, doesn't you know not to give away the ending, but the aliens kind of evolve as the people do and their tactics become different so maybe the aliens back in the 80s were just you know sprites <laughs> they were the they were the moonanites <laughs> maybe aliens are two dimensional <laughs> they turned three dimensional back sometime in the mid 90s right yeah right but first they were like really polygon looking <laughs> such a low resolution aliens out there in the world i i could understand the plot of you know now in 2018 when i read the book that the video game is pretty realistic looking if you were to play a, a modern, you know, video game. Yeah. But man, like the the arcade games of the eighties <laughs> were like, even the best ones were not really that real looking. Heck, I remember playing some of the games on Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Twenty and like 
I remember playing a game called Tax Evaders. I think that was for 2600. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet game. Oh, I thought Four that was just a couple of the politicians that are in office right now. That's well, it's, it's an old game. People <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been playing that for a while. I remember yeah, Joust. You would ride a chicken and stab a guy with a stick. It wasn't a chicken, it was an ostrich. That's a big chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what game is that? Joust. It was Joust. like the whole it's Ready Player One. Oh, the, yeah, the first yeah. task in, or second task in Ready Player One. But it, I, yeah, it's a it's a ridiculous game. It's like someone thought like, uh, let's have them joust each other. Horses? Nah. Ostriches. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's make it modern. Horses have too many sprites. <laughs> you couldn't show this many legs on the horse. Well, just think of the old 19... I want to say it was an 82 video game called Night Driver on Atari where all you see is a black screen until you hit something. <laughs> that's that's kind of like driving at night, though, in my experience. It's a very realistic <laughs> game. <laughs> I was driving... I drove, drove in Florida last year in, like... Central Florida, where my parents live, and that was pretty much it. It was just praying that no creature or swamp person just popped out of the road. And the swamp people them. were there. Yeah, they were definitely there. They were waiting to, you know, they were hoping uh, an animal would jump out and then they could eat my corpse afterwards. <laughs> oh, I get Gain your team. knowledge. <laughs> so the '80s games that they mention, while a fun nostalgia ride, are really not. I mean, that's like one of the plot holes. It's the best tools they had at the time. Though, I mean, I guess part of it was also that they just wanted to plant the seed in people's heads that aliens are out there and we need to fight aliens at some point. That was also kind of... It was a, it was a long con. Well, they also, even mentioned Carl Sagan's uh, Cosmos series. He only got the funding for Cosmos because he was willing to lie <laughs> in it. <laughs> science. Yeah, that'll make you trust scientists. It's like, uh... Carl Sagan is fake news. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about this beer. What is it? It's it's a IPA. It's a session IPA, which means no, remind me of the name again. It's called the Project, the Project. by Platform Project. Beer Company. It is Calypso dry hopped, which means it's hopped like it's from the islands. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and uh, it has lime zest, and it's a session IPA. So we already discussed in the past, and with Dave Catelia, session IPA is a, a wimpy IPA essentially. Yeah. Binge drinking, I yes, think. it's 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 because binge drinking on the looks bad on the label. <laughs> yeah, like it's a no, I'm not no, I'm not on a binge, honey. I'm I'm in a session. <laughs> it sounds like you're productive. Um, you definitely taste the lime zest, which isn't you know, and the that must be the calypso. Well, the calypso is a type it's got of an hop. island feel. I don't I don't know what I'm not an expert on what individual hop flavors are, but calypso is a type of hop. That probably has like a very strong citrusy flavor. I don't know if you know anything about that, uh, Dave, on in terms of hop qualities. Calypso's, yeah, that would be a um, more tropic-based hop found around Jamaica. Um, it does kind of have a citrusy smell to it, but more like tangerine than lemon. Hmm. I could, yeah, I could feel that. It's, it's a nice thing. They have other hops here listed on the can, but Calypso Dry Hop, that's going to give us its, that smell. No idea why it's called The Project. Why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? All, none of these beers were made in space, you know? But they, You don't know that. <laughs> you don't. The secret base on the moon. I think that would be too expensive. That would be prohibitive, right, to make a space beer. So I think there's a beer made with a, someone made a beer made with yeast that had been in space. That seems pretentious as that fuck. That must have been really expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, if you bring back a, 
a culture of yeast. You, you just you just take a couple and you you put them in a little thing and they'll, they'll multiply forever. So you just need to send like two yeast to space, and then you can make infinite yeast. Individual yeast. They're <laughs> microscopic. Two yeast. Two yeast. <laughs> what? So you can have a yeast infection? You just send an astronaut up with a yeast infection and take the yeast when they get back, and then you let them breed. Oh, that's nice. What would you call that beer? Uh, space fungus. Space fungus. <laughs> uh, Uranus. <laughs> Nasshole. Nasshole. Yeah, that's it. Where do I get one? <laughs> that sounds delicious. Astronaut food. Oh, <laughs> yucky. Um, so they, what's his name? Zach, yeah. Zach has some friends. Does he have he, like a, I forget, he has like a cool last name. Light, Lightman. Lightman. Lightman, yeah. He also has a middle name that's only used for when he needs to get It's stolen. like Ulysses, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no explanation for that, too. Just no. uh, the Civil War is the explanation. Not like the Odyssey, Ulysses? No, I'm going with Civil War. <laughs> Very presidential. <laughs> well, if all. you think about it, he's going on his own odyssey. Uh, a space odyssey. Yeah. I mean, the symbolism in this book is pretty heavy-handed. Because they even be. play space odyssey on Moonbase Alpha. Oh, God, they do, don't they? It's on the, the Raid the Arcade mix yep. playlist. <laughs> Which you can find on Spotify. Oh, they made a list? Oh, yep. I'm sure. Oh, it's that all makes sense. Just bitching 80s. So you can songs. like leave it on loop while you read it. <laughs> yep. While well, you listen to the audiobook. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with the audiobook. Will Wheaton did oh. an amazing job on it. Who did you do the audiobook, Nate? Yeah, yeah, I listened to the audiobook. Yeah, yeah, Will Wheaton it's is the perfect oh, person that makes to sense. read this audiobook. Uh, and he also did He's like Ready the go-to nerd thing. So he he played like, a character on Star Trek. Oh, he's famous for going to like nerd conventions now. And which Trek. character on Star Trek was he? Will Wheaton, Ensign Wesley Crusher on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Fuck is that? he's a guy with a beard. Uh, uh, first, n- number number two. No, he was in the first uh, three seasons as a regular, the fifth season as a reoccurrence in two episodes, and the eighth season and the season finale as a uh, special guest. He he's the one who was just a teenager at the time. I mean, he was literally like Beverly 16. Crusher's son. He was 16 years old when he started on the show. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I never watched Star Trek The Next Generation. I prefer my Star Trek to be a corny 60s Star Trek with William Shatner. Well, I also prefer Will Wheaton to his role in Stand By Me than Star Trek. Was he he one of the kids? He was the main character. The first one you see. Find the detective mag in the uh, Five and Dime drugstore. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, so he's not, wait, he's not one of the four kids? He is one of the four kids. He's, oh, he's the, the first f- kid that you see. He's the main character. Oh, he's the one that's narrating it? Yep. And at the end, he's like, oh, we never saw Jimmy again. And he got and, stabbed in the neck at McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I recently rewatched that movie just because I was like, eh, I'm in an 80s kick. Eh, let's watch Stand By Me. Yeah, that was, I have to, and then, was it? Jerry O'Connell is that yep, also one Jerry of the fat kids, right? Rivers uh, Phoenix, River Phoenix, and uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah. Corey Feldman. And Kiefer Sutherland is he the is he the bully? He was the bad guy in Kiefer every movie Sutherland in the was in it. So was um, oh, I'm for 
trying to blank on the name. Um, could it could it have been uh, Queefer Sutherland? Yes. Yeah, him too. Uh, all right, so they get <laughs> Queefer. Man, that must be you. Got to be a prick if you're growing up with a name Queefer. Like, how you got to? It's like a boy named Sue. You know, you got to be a tough kid. <laughs> so Queefer. Richard Dreyfus was in it. John Cusack was in it. Man, it's like everyone from the '80s. Pretty oh yeah, much. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus was a narrator because he narrated it as an adult about what he did when he was a kid. Right. Yeah, and Will Wheaton played his younger self. That makes sense. I still can't picture this Will Wheaton guy, but I'll trust you. You've probably never seen him in anything. Or seen his face. Big Bang Theory? He's on the Big Bang Theory as him. Doesn't he play himself? He's as himself. I don't watch that show. If you ever watched The Guild from Geek and Sundry, he played uh, a reoccurring character on that. All right, so it's not like he's George Clooney. (laughs) I should know who this guy is. He's big in the nerd circuit. Yeah, sure. I actually have his autograph saying, damn it, Dave, don't be a dick. It's good advice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't need a celebrity to tell you that necessarily, but it helps. Yeah. More weight. <laughs> Drives the point. Will Wheaton. All right, I, so I got to go find out who the fuck Will Wheaton is. But either way, I read the book. I'm not sure why we're talking about the audiobook versus the book. <laughs> um, so they get into, they find out, oh, there's actually, uh, well, actually, wait, he goes to school after, like, they have a big mm-hmm. mission. And they and it sucks and everyone loses, and then the next day at school he gets Zach gets picked up by the yeah literally one of the uh, spaceships in the game shows up in real life lands on the lawn in front of the school and says we're looking for Zach Legman Zach Legman have you seen him but like, don't yeah, bury yeah the he's right here it's Sorry. his boss yeah exactly it's actually his boss someone he knows they're taking him to Space Command where they're finally. Anyway, it is his boss who's been watching him for years. Ray, yeah. What's his? What's the guy's name? It was again? Ray, I thought. Right? Yeah. It's Ray. Uh, he has two different names because he has like a fake, you know, his his, his deep cover name. Yeah. And, right. and you find out his real name, and then he disappears in the book. Yeah. But they they they, they video conference him later. Oh yeah. 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 So anyway, so uh, Zach gets taken to what Nebraska to their underground like bunker. Finally proving that Nebraska yeah. has a purpose. <laughs> the only book in which Nebraska has a purpose, I'm sure. Um, so, and, and then they, the, all him and all the other new recruits who are all basically the top scoring players on the game Armada and, and Terra, TNA. Yeah. Terra Firma. TF, not TA. Yeah. T- I keep saying TNA. <laughs> no, because that's, that's, that's the other want. website the nerds are going to. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I'm playing. T- TNAflix.com. <laughs> so, great, Mike. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not editing this, right? Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so we usually edit stuff out like that when he says it. But anyway, no, that one's fine. What's wrong with that? It's for adults. So, so anyway, he gets, he, so the main general gives everybody the, like, news. Like, all right, guys, guess what? That game you were playing wasn't actually a game. It was actually training for real life. He's the general from the game. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the general from the you game. You see him in the game, it, Admiral it, Vance. Patch? Yeah, he has an eye patch. And he's like the most badass exactly. guy you could think of. It's mm-hmm. it sounds like the you know, the leader from a video game. It sounds like you know you know a elderly solid. Every sake. guy, every boss and wing commander. Yeah, most likely. 
So anyway, they get the they all the recruits get the sort of get the official message that yes, aliens have been contacted, and they first knew there were aliens there because the first space probe sent to Europa Voyagers yeah yeah had Europa had a giant swastika across the back of the planet. And that's that was weird. You know, that, that, that was a was, weird that was detail. Definitely fucking weird. And so yeah. President, as President a Jew, Nixon, I thought that was weird. <laughs> oh shit! A planet full of them. <laughs> Fuck! But we got them. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd choice. So uh, anyway, so uh, jump in anytime here. But they, they get they they get all this. Uh, they get the message that yes, this was real. And then at the end, right at the end of the presentation, the actual is the first alien attack. Right? They all. Jump. See some footage of- yeah, they see some footage. They get the stuff from Carl Sagan, who was in on it the whole time. That lying bastard. Yeah, and everybody's kind of freaking out. And Zach meets. It does a really good job picking up this girl, considering he, you know, has so. It's price. nerd porn. Yeah, exactly. He I picks just, up that, the hot goth chick. I just love the name of her <laughs> flask. Oh, she calls her flask R two. Exactly. <laughs> Plot a course for drunkenness, R2. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and but then, she's also like 20 years old. Right? She's old. Person. Yeah, but he's 18, so it's okay. It's she's an older lady. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> but she's smoking hot and and knows it. And yet she is going to, you know, become interested. Hey, man, in this he's the sixth friend. best pilot on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> in the game she doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. She's only 17th in her game. Well, there's a lot. There's a much bigger list in her game. So yeah, There's still a 17th. Proportionally, it's game. like six. <laughs> I forgot her name. Trish? No, oh, Alex Lex. Lex. Alexis. Lex. Alexis. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what her, her handle was. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't remember either. It was Somebody, something, some, some kind of Lex pun. Oh, he was the, oh, well, our, our main character is the Iron Beagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Scoop, you know, Snoopy reference. Yeah. And uh, the 50-year-old housewife from the Midwest was Atomic Mom. <laughs> Alexis <laughs> Larkin. Larkin. Alexis yeah. Larkin, thank you. I'm that's actually a, looking in the book. That's a total stripper name. <laughs> Lex Larkin. It's like either a superhero name or... That's or Lex Luthor's daughter. Except to change her last name instead of her first. <laughs> and he names all his kids after him, like George Foreman. <laughs> this is my other kid, Lex. And my daughter, Lex. And my other son, Lex. Lex the 14th. <laughs> so they meet, and uh, they strike up this immediate, awkward romance sort of thing. Immediate. It's instant, instantaneous. Because He's, he's just so goddamn charming. The, there is no stronger aphrodisiac than the end of the world. And that is what the nerds look forward to. <laughs> if only the planet can end, then I can get laid. <laughs> a guy can wish. <laughs> Whatever it takes, you know. I, can't... I told you all those Counter Strike skills would finally pay off. <laughs> so they find out that not only is it all real, you have all been recruited here to save the world, and it's going to happen in eight hours. Yeah, it's a little exaggerated. And then they're like, oh, you, you have the opportunity to enlist some serious uh, arm twisting going on by the, the government. And then, of course, they're attacked before that eight hours. There's like a little scouting mm-hmm. mission and they have to go. And before you could 
actually work your operated drone, you have to enlist and sign up. And of course, Zach does because he has to be a hero. He's got to he's got to bang the goth chick. And I I can understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, he 100%. has to blow up the base too. Well, he didn't have to, but I, I think that's symbolic, just like much of the other symbolism. That's for the. He was trying too hard to get in there. That's that's for the. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, premature explosions taking place in his pants <laughs> when he's talked to the pretty lady. But he's the he only one that's had couldn't. sex, so it shouldn't be premature. So so he tells. So us. he claims, right? Because that's totally a thing people say in conversation. Like, yeah, there's my ex-girlfriend who doesn't like me. We were virgins till we were together, by the way. <laughs> Unreliable narrator. <laughs> Literary device. <laughs> um, I'm going to open another other beer. Because... We have more beer. You know what, Dave? You should open one of yours, too. Yeah, man. Do this one. Don't ah. be shy. Well, we really uh, only, in our podcast, we really only take about five minutes between beers. <laughs> well, that's so, like yeah, my normal life. <laughs> as soon as the, you know, the, the glass is remotely empty... It's time to move on. Yeah. Right, what do we got here, Mike? Well, this is um, one I brought, uh, and I probably should have done this earlier because it's the only time you actually see one of these. Uh, but it's called, it's by Harpoon Brewing Company, I believe. And it's called, yeah, is it by Harpoon? I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was too. I mean, it's called, what's it called? It's called UFO Apricadabra, as in Apricadabra. It doesn't say harpoon anywhere on here. Maybe I made that up. But it's a Hefeweizen with a hint of apricot. So normally I have to explain what all the beer shit is. But Dave, you could tell us what a Hefeweizen is. Actually, I don't think I've ever had one. Well, you're not missing out because they kind of suck. It's like a... Is it Blue Moon, Blue Moon a Hefeweizen? Blue Moon is uh, an abortion. But, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the most well-known. Oh, uh, okay. Hefeweizen is German for yeast and wheat. And it is a unfiltered wheat ale that'll have it's you know so it's cloudy, very frothy head because of all the, the wheat helps with head retention, which is something that Zach's trying to get from uh, Lex. <laughs> 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 and they, they typically have a you know hints of like banana and stuff like that. And this one is has apricot. They're a little floral kind of. Yeah, I mean because of the yeast staying in there, that has a kind of character too. But this has apricot added to it. You know, most of the apricot beers I've had are all so tart. Like, they're so they're actually sour you beers. You had other ones? I think we've had other we, ones we on have the podcast. On this show. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> they're so tart. Whereas this one is not tart. It's, let's say, light beer with a little bit of apricot. I think it's UFO nice. is the company. Yeah, I think so. It I says UFObeer.com. For some reason, I thought Harpoon made that. Maybe Harpoon does make a beer called UFO, but this is a different UFO. Sorry, UFO beer. My bad. Um, yeah, I like it. For I mean, for a type of beer I don't really like. It's lovely. Okay, okay I think... Harpoon definitely, according to Beer Advocate, Harpoon makes these. Yeah, it's like a... It's a subbrewery. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how uh, Stone makes Arrogant Bastard. But like Arrogant Bastard, it doesn't say Stone anywhere on that bottle anymore. Mm. It's like a separate company. So maybe it used to say Harpoon on here. Just uh, like yeah. Anheuser-Busch and Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hey man, if you want a Blue Ribbon in the 1867 <laughs> County Fair, you'd brag about it too. I had several this week and they were fine. 
It is it is an awful beer. Would you give it a blue ribbon? Uh, I'd give it a blue ribbon uh, as the best shit cheap beer. <laughs> oh, come like, on. Natty Ice? No, that's so much worse. That's like someone drank a PBR and then pissed into your mouth afterwards. <laughs> like, I give it a blue ribbon for best diuretic. <laughs> that's how I stay hydrated. Stay thirsty, I, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you could do uh, any, anything that has natty, any natty beer, natty ice, natty light, natty bow. Like, all of those are terrible, terrible beers. Oh, they're terrible. But they're, uh, you know, Keystone. Like, what, Bush. $12 for 30 of them? So, yeah. They're, they're, you basically only pay the deposit on the can. It's, it's virtually free. Which, in Detroit, the deposit is 10 cents per can. That's Shit, right. You're you make money back. State where, uh, that's right. That was a whole episode of uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> Fill up the mail truck and take it to uh, Michigan. Yeah, well, that's uh, that, that. The amount of beers we purchased, that actually might, you might feel that five cent extra per <laughs> bottle difference. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> um, so they find out that the Earth is under attack because, you know, like historically, and then it is under attack and they have to go save it. And of course, Zach is a hero because he's the sixth greatest pilot in the world. And he kicks a whole bunch of ass, but he's also brash and doesn't listen to orders and fucks up a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> no, so we should also say, I don't think we said this, they don't actually fly ships for most of the thing. It's all drones. Mm-hmm. So when you die, you don't die. They sit in basically like a what we would call a simulator, but it's not a simulator. They sit in underground with all the controls, and their inputs are directly sent in total real time, no lag at all, all the way to the ships that actually go out and fly, which is, which is a device straight from Ender's Game. Which they even yeah. try and explain a little bit in Ender's Game and don't even bother to try and explain. In they just say all. it's like everything. They just say quantum in front of it. Yeah, gonna, quantum they, communication. They're gonna Deepak Chopra it. <laughs> you don't have to meditate to understand it. It's, yeah, the quantum mechanics communication that they have they have reverse engineered this or whatever from the alien crafts they've captured. Which, sure, why not? Why not? That makes sense, sort of. Enough sense. But because he doesn't listen, um, and also the alien ships are all drones, too. There are no mm-hmm. actual aliens in them. They don't even know what the aliens look like. Mysterious. Yeah, they're mysterious. The alien, the, the Europas, or the Europans, or as the one dumb guy, the stoner guy calls them the Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Cushmaster 5000? Cushmaster, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Is he the one from, the one from Philly? Yeah, he's a guy from Philly. Cushmaster uh, 5000. Milo or something like that was his, his yeah. actual name. Uh, he so they they're flying around and all this crap, and then uh, Ender, what's his name, Zach, is told, <laughs> you know, everyone pull back. There's like there's a there's like a smokestack looking thing that's actually a launch vessel of some sorts, and the alien ship is trying to go down there and it'll self de- you know detonate and a silo. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked like a silo, but it's actually part of their underground lair, right? It, it leads into the... Yeah. It's where the ships launch out of. And the alien tried to get in there, and uh, Zack follows it in. He just deliberately disobeys the order to like let it go, and they say, oh, there's some sort of you know self-defense mechanism that'll just get it. And he's like, I'm not on my watch. Like it's an 80s bang cop that movie. Chick. <laughs> so he goes in, and of course it fucks up shit, and 500 drones get destroyed. 
because he's so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets chewed out by Admiral Vance. But not really, because like in every 80s movie, they're like, uh, God damn it, do I respect you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Takes balls to do that, kid. And I like balls. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the guy's like, all right, here's your, here's your enlistment, your, your commission or whatever the fuck. You're now a lieutenant and your orders are to go to the moon. Because why not? And uh, he says, you know, you like your father. Says, you knew my father? But you knew him. I, I still know him. That guy owes me 20 bucks. You're like, he still knows the dad. And he's like, what do you mean you know him? Look at the look at your letter. He's your new commanding officer. Dun, dun, dun. Dead guy ale. Dead guy ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they go to the moon. Did you guys get like a, like you saw Armageddon, that shitty Michael Bay movie? Uh, I think you isn't every ask- Michael Bay movie shitty? Oh, well, yes, but, like, this particular shitty Michael Bay movie. I've seen it many times, actually. Where it was, like, the Animal Cracker Safari? The what? Who? Liv Tyler, pretty much in just her uh, bra and panties, (laughs) and Ben Affleck doing the Animal Cracker Safari on her. Yeah. The only scene that that any guy should know. It's definitely, uh, I might have paused at points. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, in that movie, they take... A bunch of oil drigger, oil drillers, and make them into like astronauts because it was more complicated in nine days, right? Yeah, more complicated than astronauts and Air Force pilots, like astronauts who have multiple PhDs, to teach them how to use a drill. It's like, nah, we'll take these drillers and make them into astronauts instead. Like this book was like, you take a bunch of children and random people and take them how to make pilots but like couldn't you just take actual air force pilots and teach them how to fly drones absolutely you should have it makes no sense it's like completely ass backwards well it's just like ender's game it's a stupid strategy yeah it's like cool it's a a weird thing to hedge the uh survival of the human race on like (laughs) stay tuned for our ender's game episode (laughs) (laughs) several months ago oh we recorded it into, I don't even into remember the future. when anything was. <laughs> we were drunk at the time. <laughs> it was, Speaking uh, it, of... It was quantum drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, another UFO. This one's UFO white ale. It's a white ale. It's racist. <laughs> 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 so, this one is brewed with orange peel and coriander. Uh, the whitest of... Herbs. Whitest of spices, yes. <laughs> There's definitely a child named Coriander somewhere in in uh, California. I think that's one of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's kids. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> no, I think Coriander. that's uh, just apple and herb or something. Herb. <laughs> one is an old are you, Jewish are you thinking, guy. Are you thinking of Cushmaster Five Thousand again? Are you talking about herb? No, they <laughs> couldn't even. And time. They couldn't even name them right. It's peaches and herb. <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely one of her kids is named Apple. I don't know what the one other one is. They, definitely Apple. I thought one had like, it was like a biblical name, like Noah or something like that. I don't know. That doesn't seem intense enough. Maybe it's like ironic. It's Methuselah. <laughs> this is my, my baby Methuselah. This is my child, King Herod. <laughs> <laughs> it's one word Apple and Moses. Ah, see? Well, Told you. Okay. Well, she had to represent the chosen people with her children there. Exactly. 
She's, uh, the more children she have, she's going to go chronologically through the Bible. Abraham. <laughs> Just name one after every book. This is my child, Numbers. <laughs> and Second Kings. <laughs> this is my son, Job. I mean, Job. Job. Leviticus, clean your room. <laughs> Deuteronomy, oh. do the dishes. Right now. That one's just that oh. one's ready to go. Or you'll get a plague. <laughs> Put a coat on or you'll get a plague out there. <laughs> what do you think of this beer? It's also very light. I think I like the other one better. I don't I'm not a huge fan of the spicy flavor. I don't know about you, Dave, but like that spicy wheat beer kind of thing, I can't it kind of wears on me really fast. It's more of a novelty than anything. Uh, I have found that the chili pepper infused beers, although most people don't like them, I rather enjoy them. Those are exciting. We had one of those. Because you feel them coming and going sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> also true. <laughs> and sometimes okay. you don't even feel them at all. They just sneak up on you. Yeah, they're just like a, like a ninja. <laughs> just It, it ninjas you. <laughs> While you guys are having that, I'm over here drinking a Schwartz Brewery uh, beer, one of their flagship beers called Space Drop, which is a bourbon barrel-aged American pale ale. Sounds awesome. I would I would put that inside me. That has been crafted to be gluten-free. Ooh, strike one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the only. Do they have a, they have a pro gluten version? I want the double gluten version. I want whatever gluten they took out, put in another beer. <laughs> well, I'm drinking the 22 of it, and it doesn't have the sticker for crafted to be gluten-free. But I looked it up on their website, and the uh, label that they show says crafted to be gluten-free. It's a 5.0 APV with a 55 IBU. So you're a stout guy. That seems to be the most popular type of beer to put into a bourbon barrel these days, or any type of barrel. What do you feel about what do you think about bourbon barrel beers in general? I don't mind them. I'm not really a bourbon drinker per se, but the bourbon barrels I really don't mind. I've actually had a tequila barrel beer before. That sounds like uh, my worst nightmare. It, it was actually probably one of the most delicious beers I've ever had. Intriguing. It's only going to pick up like the flavors, not the uh, make you throw up like a spring break element. Exactly. <laughs> that is the flavor to me. <laughs> what it's was like, that? Like, what kind of beer did they put in the like flashbacks? Around? It was a uh, standard IPA, but it wasn't your traditional like extremely hoppy IPA. It was like a session IPA. Who, who did like founders make this or like one of those? No, uh, it was. God, I forget the maker of the beer, but uh, it had like candied uh, death skulls on it. Like, uh, is it Three Floyds? It might have been skulls on all their shit. Like everything in there looks like it's a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> package. I'll have to go I've... through the pictures on my phone to see if I can find the image. Sounds delicious. So how's this? Uh, I, I feel like the reason I ask is we've had a bunch of beers. We've had bourbon barrel things that are like, you know, ten percent alcohol, twelve percent alcohol stouts, and that's one type of thing where the bourbon adds a character that is like a complement to the beer. But I find for the like lighter things, like a like a smaller beer, it really just 
supersedes any of the beer flavor, and it's just this weird bourbon flavor delivery vehicle. You I've know, actually like a, had one stout that was almost twenty percent ABV. That'll get the job done. It just gave me a boner. <laughs> it, it was a twenty dollar bottle of beer. Worth it. Plus ten cents admission. Like a regular no, bottle it, or one of the large bottles. It it was a regular twelve ounce bottle. Oof. Who made? What was that? It was car, called Shipwreck by Arcadia Ales. Definitely heard of Arcadia Ales, but I've never had. Shipwreck. Which is a Michigan brewery. Definitely seen Shipwreck. So twenty percent of balance—that's pretty badass. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, there the you book go. Book will read for that beer. We gotta find. We gotta. But get we a each have there. to have an entire one. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right, that's that's fine. Nate's gonna pass out. Blue agave. And I'll drink the rest of his. <laughs> it's the beer is called Occulto. O c h u l t o. It's a blue agave infused tequila barrel uh, stave beer. That sounds hmm. exotic. Me gusta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's cool stuff happening with the barrels. Um, I I like the stouts that are put in there. IPAs and pale ales, I don't know about that. How's the one you're having now? It's not bad. I've had it before. It's it's a good maybe once in a while beer. Nothing really fancy. Um, I'm drinking the 22 of it, which is... 11 bucks plus tax and deposit. But it's steep. Yeah, but for like a once in a while beer, it ain't bad. Life is too short for a shitty beer, gentlemen. <laughs> I agree. That's why you drink a lot of beers. Drink all the beers, actually. <laughs> That's, my goal. That's my goal. And and Nate and Jimmy are enablers. <laughs> No. We do all we can. Listen to I'm Thirsty and drink along with us. Then you'll be an enabler. <laughs> well, we'll definitely be checking that out after this. Because what we, what we really need, Dave, is an excuse to drink more beers. Yeah. So if oh, you do we, it without reason, it's a problem. We did uh, a Johnny Walker Scotch episode. We've, oh, God. It used to be I'm Seen or And Seen I'm Thirsty, where we'd pair a movie with a beer. <laughs> We just couldn't find time to watch a movie, so we were like, eh, I'm thirsty. Just drink beer. Cut out the middle, man. (laughs) Did you do Johnny Walker Blue? Did you go for it? Yeah. We did blue, we did red, we did black, we did uh, two or three other ones. All the colors of the rainbow. They still make green? I think they got rid of green, right? Uh, I think we did do green. The only one we didn't do is platinum. I didn't know that existed. Is that better than blue? That's like... A level above blue. There's uh, actual platinum in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a whiskey drinker, but I don't understand why Johnny Walker is so popular if it's a blended whiskey. It's I a know. scotch. That's all. It scotch. Is. It tastes like, like a shovel full of dirt. I am also. I am a whiskey drinker, and I don't understand why Johnny Walker is so popular. It's just great marketing. They've you know it's got a really classy name. looking gent on the bottle. He's doing some fancy strutting with his <laughs> with his hat and his monocle and like cane. A cane and shit. I mean, I'm in my head. I'm also kind of picturing Mr. Peanut right now. <laughs> it's a sen- it's essentially the same thing. Except he's wearing clothes. Yeah, if you, you drink the Johnny Walker, you're not wearing clothes. If you ever want to make money in a bar, I will tell you a little secret. 
order a shot of Jack Daniels and a shot of Evan Williams. See if somebody can tell the difference between the two. There, there. You can't if you look at the after you even do the those, even the bottle looks like. If you do those two shots, you can't even look at the bottles and tell the difference. <laughs> they, no, they there's a reason just, behind it. Is it the same product? Practically, back in the 1800s, around 18, I want to say 72, is when Evan Williams was first started creating. It was actually a offset of Jack Daniels. They split apart. There was a disturbance in the force, if you will. <laughs> um, Jack Daniels is brewed in uh, Kentucky. Evan Williams, or no, Jack Daniels is brewed in Tennessee. Evan Williams is brewed in Evansville, Kentucky. The bottles are the same. The labels are designed the same. It's the same exact recipe, except aged slightly different. But they had the same exact taste. Evan Williams is usually the uh, cheaper of the two. Under under the bar whiskey at most places too. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I won like twenty five bucks at a <laughs> time. Uh, hey, I bet you twenty five bucks you can't tell the difference between these two whiskeys. Good idea. I've drank a fair share of Williams in my time. <laughs> when you're when you're slumming it, and you don't want to spring for the Jack. I never spring for the Jack. <laughs> you know what about like Maker's Mark or? Uh, Ooh, Maker's Mark is good. Bougie motherfucker. <laughs> is that too classy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he prefers Jim Beam. I yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows a, me. Not a Woodford guy or drink of highfalutin stuff. No, I mean my palate isn't discerning enough. All scotch just tastes like, uh, like a dirty shovel. Yeah, like a dirty shovel, pretty much. Well, like I just know. smoke and gasoline. Chevis Regal does not. Chevis Regal actually has a very smooth taste. Mm. But it has a frou frou name. It <laughs> makes it sound less manly. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. But it also has a well for a fifth of it here. You're looking at about thirty bucks. But you can get a gallon of Evan Williams for that. <laughs> Yeah, pretty Nine much. Gallons. You could run your car on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, uh, we have two more beers. Let's open one, too. Since we're talking booze. Yes. Yeah, we'll finish up it. a silly book. Silly book. Jimmy, you brought this one. It's from the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, which I think is. It's in Westchester. Yeah, it's local, right? Yeah, or fairly. Elmsford, New York. I don't know where the fudge that is. I have friends in Westchester, and they just, you can go to the brewery and get, you know, growlers full of this stuff. It's just like a place you go and hang out. This is called Orbital Tilt IPA. Guess what type of beer it is? <laughs> and it's, I could smell it from here only maybe because I spilled some and I it. <laughs> but I could smell the like mosaic hop, tropical citrusy kind of smell. I have no idea why it's called Orbital Tilt. They just fucking pick words. You just yeah, pick any guess. bunch of words and it's a beer. Yep. We, we could play like Mad Libs, make beers edition. You just. Would okay, be very we exciting. need a noun, a verb, and a number. Elf Tosser 17 IPA. <laughs> That's a double IPA. I think. That's a double IPA. Oh. A double rice L- IPA. Lightly sleeping lamb. That's a, well, that's a Berliner Weiss. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, crotch pulverizer stout. <laughs> 13 shadowed magic Ooh, that sounds like a uh, nice stout or porter 
It would definitely be a dark one. Yeah. And they'd have some corny bullshit on the label, like, like the magic. It's a dark beer. This is made <laughs> from the bones of dark elves. Don't you use it on your enemies. <laughs> no. Drink this to harness the black magic. And pulverize their crotch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, here, drink this. Show her you love her. Give her a crotch pulverizer. <laughs> Tell her how you really feel. It's better than Spanish fly. <laughs> so, what do you think of this beer? Uh, it's, you know, it's fine. I think it's... Nate? It's an IPA. Yeah. I think it's delicious. Thanks, Captain Lawrence. Num, 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 num. You know you're not an IPA drinker when you're like, eh, it's an IPA. I'm I'm not an IPA Jimmy person. Jimmy is not an IPA. And I feel like we do at least six IPAs per episode. That's <laughs> well, because every brewery that's makes yeah, that's just like seventeen thousand IPAs. Yeah, I don't know how this became a thing. Right, it's because hipsters. In, I I think there's a real reason because uh, beers had no hop flavor. In until the craft beer movement, so it's like a rebellion. Well, I think then people are like, "Oh, this, you know, you have your first Sam Adams, and in 1996 or something like that, and it has a different flavor." And one of the things Sam Adams always boasts about is its hops. And you're like, "Oh, hops, that's kind of cool." And then you say, "Oh, India Parallel is like an extra hopped beer." And like, well, that's not as cool. And then you find out all these different beers that are using hops, and they have a definitely different taste. And then how do brewers compete with each other? Well, they got to kind of outdo one another. So you get more and more hoppy beers, double See, IPAs, triple IPAs, et cetera, et cetera. That's one thing I love about the state of Michigan. We have probably 30 to 50 different breweries inside state lines. Oh, we have that just in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that's not counting the restaurants that are also microbrews. So that's cool because then you get lots of different stuff. But you guys got some I mean, founders as one of the founders, big... shorts, Arcadia. Um, God, there's tons of them. So closer to other things, you know, like a different region in terms of beer distribution than New York. And right. if need be, and I want to get real strong beer, 20 minutes to the east, go over to Canada. A Bud Light or Budweiser here, you're looking at 5.2% alcohol. Over there, it's 7%. And it's still Budweiser? Yeah. That's really weird. That is bizarre. Why do they do that? Over here, Molson Triple X is like 9% alcohol by volume. Over there, it's almost like 16 are there like different laws in Canada or something? I don't, yeah. Why do they make the difference? Is the it like alcohol can be stronger over in canada because it there's something in the way that they brew it it comes out stronger and and, and nobody because it budweiser and all those other shitty beers are made just to be quaffable you know just something you could pound down i can have 14 of these and yeah. pee a little bit and be fine yeah so it's it's not you don't want them to be strong they that's can, weird you need to survive the cold I canadian I have to try misery a, I have to try a canadian bud light or something just for the experience Buds for you, eh? You go over there for that Arcadia shipwreck, it's almost 30% alcohol by volume. Good lord. That's crazy. How you could literally it? set on fire and it'll burn for a week. Well, I would well, drink it before that. I guess we're going, we're going <laughs> on a road trip, gentlemen. <laughs> to Windsor! 
All right, so let's finish with the so the book. We only have halfway through the book right now. They yeah. they I mean the next part's really a lot of just mopey montage Getting scenes. To know ya. <laughs> yeah. So he meets his father, which he, who he thought he was dead this whole time. He meets his father. His father says, "I'm so sorry." You thought I died in the poop explosion. <laughs> so sorry, you thought I died in the poop explosion. That was a shitty way to go. I was a shitty dad. I, I, <laughs> I feel the like a real puns. turd, son. The puns! <laughs> or at least two-thirds of a pun. <laughs> son, I know they told you I died, but the kernel of truth in there... <laughs> was, uh... Here's the nugget of truth. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm thinking about the corn that was all over that shit explosion. <laughs> oh, you mean the silicone implant? <laughs> so, anyway. Um, son, I, I feel like happened. a real asshole. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm covered in shit. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> exactly. Alright, so, here we go. Back to the story, gentlemen. So, uh, he says he's sorry. Listen, it's going to be okay, but we can't think about it right now because we have to go defend the Earth. They're trying but... to wipe out our entire feces. <laughs> I'm sorry, species. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they like do they they fend off one attack. <laughs> they fend, no, you, no, no pun for that one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yeah, they do do fend off an attack. <laughs> but they did but then, deal with a couple of Klingons. A, a, then there's attack number two. <laughs> no, before attack number two. Before attack number two, uh, his father tells him about his theory, right? The theory about how the aliens are not actually looking to destroy Earth. Yeah, it's an elaborate test. Exactly. It's an elaborate test. The, the, the father, and he's the only one who really thinks this, is sort of a conspiracy theory-wise, that there's no reason why the aliens would uh, sort of show themselves and then give the humans 40 years to reverse engineer the alien technology so they could fight them in a big war. Why give them 40 years to do that? They could have re- we could have wiped them out like day one. So it does not make sense. They must be testing us for some other purpose. Yeah. So the father, oh, but also he says they send us a video. Mm. That's important too, right? They send us a video every year before they attack and it's made up exclusively of American film footage. And all it shows is alien attack scenes. Like Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Independence Day, Armageddon, like destruction scenes of the city. Deep impact. It's like their version of talking shit. But they're like, well, this. And so the father thinks this is them saying, like, you need to not be like this, please, or we'll kill right. you. So anyway, they, they have that little heart to heart and little theory. But then the second wave. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Anyway, fart to fart. Fart to fart. Yeah, we, we both said fart to fart. Yeah. <laughs> Instant. So anyway. It was so quantumly then, communicated. <laughs> so anyway, the second wave of alien ships arrives, and they have to evacuate. And then they have to evacuate the moon. <laughs> they have to leave the moon. Just like the turrets have been evacuated when that father died in the shit explosion. <laughs> I have to so, go evacuate my bowels. <laughs> So they have to evacuate the moon, and they fight this big battle. And like half the people die. Yeah, millions of people die. Half of the eight people on the moon die. Right away. Millions of people on the Earth, but they don't really count. We don't really learn about that. They say 30 million at some point. 30 million. They drop that bomb. That is a lot of people. It is. But, you know. Oh, well. 
the earth had to learn how to be, you know, meh. Mm. but it's, you know, Cushmaster dies heroically. Mm-hmm. He's like, tell them to name my high school after me. Cushmaster high school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use my real name. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to go to Terrence high. Everyone wants to go to Cushmaster high school in Philly though. Yeah. I think a lot of people do already. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Hey, man, I got this nice kush out of the vending machine. <laughs> it's the future. It could happen. Well, they also mention at some point in the uh, Kushmaster, there's like a special strain of pot that helps you play video games better. <laughs> the government invented, and only when they had that did they start legalizing pot in the States. That's another thing in the book. That just it's like by. everyone's ridiculous fantasies is like by the way that was all true (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so then they have to leave the moon and then Uh, no poop jokes no they're okay and then a bunch of things happen like zach saves his father and his father's like heroic like thing destroying the mother alien mothership and then well not mothership but the, the disruptor right which which um his father believes is like a boss. It's it's a level boss. That's, yeah, that's not not like a bouse, but like a, like <laughs> a, a level boss in a video <laughs> yeah. game because it's designed with one stupid flaw that doesn't need to be there. Just like every video game boss has, mm-hmm. you know, like oh they'll attack seven times and then they'll pant and that's when you hit them. Like, like King Hippo, the mouth dropping, you know, to pop him in the mouth and start sucking him in the gut. Yep. Yeah, that's a, a Mike Tyson uh, reference there. <laughs> And not wow. him okay. not on ear. <laughs> that was Evander Holyfield's weakness. Yeah. His ears. <laughs> 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 like, this is what I have to do to defeat him. <laughs> it's Lutherquith. Simply Lutherquith. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the father, they destroy the first ship of the first, the first big ship, the disruptor of the first wave. Of, and there are three waves coming, you know, three hours apart. And in the meantime, the father gets injured, but the son saves him and then helps reunite him with the mom. Yeah, brings him home back to his mom in Beaverton, Oregon. And then and speaking of Beaverton, he visits her Beaverton. <laughs> <laughs> Since he hasn't been getting a ton of beaver out there in the space and <laughs> the moon, he then porks the mom. It was just some handle. sexual healing to get him back up to feeling good again. That'll cure his concussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no doctor, but it can't hurt. Well, she's a nurse, so she would know. I, I've seen stay this awake. on plenty of movies. You know, naughty house nurses and <laughs> night shift nannies. And... This is totally science. <laughs> Honey, the only way to cure my head is with head. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. And so then while... Uh, and so then Zach calls the intergalactic... Space Council. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Made, Made up, up of, of scientists. Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Stephen, Stephen Hawking, Hawking, and some other scientists. I didn't. Uh, uh, Michio Kaku. Oh, yeah, that guy. And a, a woman. Two other people that work with SETI. Oh. I, I don't know. Their, I don't recognize their names. I don't know why you're calling me. Yeah. How did you get this number? Like he interrupted their science circle jerk or whatever they were doing. Yeah, and Zach tells, <laughs> they were hanging out talking about science. <laughs> and Zach tells all the lead people about his father's theory that this can't be right. We this this is all it doesn't make sense that the aliens would do this. And they go, yeah, okay, son. We must think of this. Yep. <laughs> but no. <laughs> and then, uh, 
and then the third wave arrives. But Zach decides, because he can, that he's going to not attack. <laughs> YOLO, I'm not going to attack. That he, that he decides, what, my father must be right. We can't go and do the thing. And there was this whole thing about some super spaceship hidden behind Europa that's going to go and attack them while their other waves are attacking Earth. And It was going to like like drill a hole into the planet and then shoot a nuke down into it and blow it up. Because Europa is covered in ice, but underneath the ice there's liquid water, theoretically. Well, it's not even a planet. It's a moon. Yeah. It's not a space. Not a moon. It's a space station. That's no moon. (laughs) Oh, wait. It is a moon. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, it's covered in ice, and the, the Europans live underneath the ice, just project, you know, projecting swastikas up onto it, apparently. And the, they think it's as funny. You as, <laughs> as, as you you know, Eskimos do that, right? So <laughs> they, they, the first like, that big group game mission right before all the shit started was to try to get one of these ships to drill a hole in, and you had to protect the ship so it could uh, just drill the hole and drop the nuke in. But they failed, and the Earth, you know, that was actually real. It turns out, and they plan on they had a second driller ship ready to go called the Icebreaker. Icebreaker, mm-hmm. Icebreaker, yes. yeah. You're hiding in an asteroid somewhere, where they will never see it. And then they're gonna go over when the whole armada has left, and Zach takes control of the ship. But doesn't something happen to his dad first? Oh yeah, his dad heroically. Does something, but dies. His dad sacrifices. Oh, himself. they 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 go into the the human base and he blows himself up so that they can't attack the aliens. So he blows up all like the he blows up all, like the drone controllers or something. I forget. Something yeah, like something like, he's like he, he like sacrifices up. himself to take out the human command center. Yeah. I know I haven't seen you in 18 years, son, but don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so Zach decides he's not going to blow up the thing. He's not going to use the icebreaker to blow up Europa. And when he does that, the aliens go, the aliens finally get in contact and say, you have passed the test. Or, or they say something like, something that you figured it out. This this was you were right all along. But our princess is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. Uh, and then the aliens say, "Ah, you have passed the test. You have moved past your species' warlike nature. Welcome to the super duper intergalactic alliance." Because one of you tried not to kill us out yeah. of all six billion yeah, of you. One time, once. And here um, we're going to give you technology and medicine yeah, so, and everything beyond and so your they, wildest dreams. And this is like the the last just couple pages of the book is really just you know the aliens say oh well we'll save all our fame all our best we'll give you all our best technology and everybody will live happily ever after the end. Now you go figure out the Middle East. Well, you (laughs) you forgot one part. While uh, Papa was getting sexual healing from Mama, he knocks her up. So now we have another light man to deal with. Guy is shooting. Some serious he accuracy. He is two for two. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, he had, he had, I got he had 19 yes. years of space semen saved up in him. I'm pretty sure he's been space whacking it. No, he saved it. He saved it all. I think he's been he's been definitely when it's only the three guys in their Rush cover band or whatever they were on the movie. Yeah, they were in a Rush Halen. cover band. It was Van Halen cover band. <laughs> we do some pretty good oh. Van Halen songs, but I think there was some. One of them was uh was had a 
was gay with a Philly guy, with Philly Cushmaster. The, the Japanese guy, yeah. It turns out because – and Zach's like, my gaydar just wasn't pinging. <laughs> <laughs> so we opened up our last beer. Jimmy, you brought this. Tell us about it. Uh, this is from Off Color Brewing. It's called Space Tiger, and there's a picture of a tiger in a spacesuit. On the moon. Clearly, on that's the moon. Zach's father. He's the space tiger. Yeah, he is Clearly, a space yeah. tiger! Exclamation point! Because is that kind of like sex tiger, the fragrance from Anchorman. It's a sexual. It's sex essentially panther. the same thing, sex but panther, it takes yeah. place in space. Maybe a little bit of panther. Forty percent of the time, it works. Every it time. is a <laughs> wild farmhouse ale, not just a regular one or a tame one. A wild one means that like it does butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it swallows. <laughs> With its butt. so farmhouse ale we've already addressed at some point it's kind of like 21 IBUs yeah it's going to be very very not too bitter is it a little under 8% alcohol good lord yeah it's funky so if it's wild I guess that means it's more spontaneously uh, fermented just with whatever yeast happens to be in the air because there's yeast all over the place not just your mom's vagina but like (laughs) everywhere there's yeast so if you leave your, you know, if you're making beer and you leave the wort out, the stuff that could become beer, it's all just boiled sugar water at that point, long enough, something will get in there and will turn it into alcohol. But usually it's disgusting, nasty shit that will make it taste like old sock, you know? But some people like the taste of that, and then you get farmhouse ales <laughs> or wild ales. You a brewer, Dave? You brew? Uh, no, I don't brew personally. I have a couple friends that do. Well, I shouldn't say I don't brew beer. I'm a redneck, personally. You're so, a moonshiner? Yes, I am. <laughs> so you, you, you get the still out? Oh, no, I have a more refined way of doing it. I don't even use a still. Old bathtub style. No, I'm all stovetop. <laughs> A Model T's radiator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can do everything that you do with a still on a stovetop. Like a MacGyver system you got there? Yep. <laughs> like a Walter White setup, but for, for liquor? Yes. I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> I've heard like there's a thing you could do, right? You have like a pot and you put like a an ups, like a wok or something like that over it to like as Catch it boils it like you like direct it into another place. I'm not huh. giving away trade secrets. I got it. That's fine. I'm not gonna do it because I'll I don't I don't need to go blind just yet. <laughs> I'm working oh. on that through my masturbation habit, so Trust I don't me. need to double down. If you guys ever come to Detroit, you let me know. I will let you sample some of the Drunkener Distillery's moonshine. I will. I will definitely do that. That that sounds so dangerous, but <laughs> I have to know. It Quit is note. so tasty because I'm developing an orange creamsicle flavor right now. Oh my god! Of of like a vodka essentially isn't that kind of what you're making when you no, distill a moonshine so what's what is like so moonshine is what exactly versus it's a like corn whiskey. based mesh so it's kind of like bourbon or whiskey except extremely strong it's more like a grain alcohol oh god it's basically 100% alcohol or like 98% yeah oh <laughs> it's like ever it's like rubbing plus. alcohol oh dear and I know you have to be careful, like the first runnings you can't keep, and the, like that's oh. for the fairies. <laughs> but like the, it, it smells funky. I, I've been on distillery tours. It's an Irish thing. Okay. Yeah, Nate. You have to throw it over your shoulder. You have to be a red beard so to understand. Man, that sounds dangerous. Good luck to you. <laughs> Don't burn your house down. 
Oh, I But don't. if you make cream, orange creamsicle liquor, you, you'll be a rich man. That sounds... Oh, I already make apple pie, cherry pie, pumpkin pie. <laughs> you name it, I can pretty much do it. Hawaiian punch flavored. <laughs> do you have to use the mix? No. Oh, you just you just you stumble upon the Hawaiian punch flavor naturally. You know the you know the ingredients. <laughs> no, I take Red. the fruit, I dice it up, and while I'm curing it, put in the fruit, let it start to mix and intermingle with each other, and while it's going through, it's double distilled to where you don't taste the fruit but you still get the fruit hints in it. Hmm. Now, when you uh, cure it, how long do you hold it? Do you have to wait a while before you can drink it? Uh, Normally, it's like eight hours, and it's good. Oh, God. You don't don't age it for three years. Nope. Eight hours, Jesus. My stuff, you can tell good moonshine because it has a blue flame to it. That is how I heard it from a kid from Tennessee. Burns like a neutron star. Exactly. It burns <laughs> That's, That's how, how hot mine burns. <laughs> He's discovered how to make uh, perpetual energy. You just keep adding moonshine and I can. <laughs> I can make homemade napalm. Put it that way. All right. Now I wouldn't we, want to drink that. We that just would officially hurt. got onto a government watch list. So. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a new listener. <laughs> hey, think, make sure you give, give us, us a five star uh, review. Stars. Yeah, five star review, please, uh, special agent uh, from the NSA. Fox yeah. Boulder. Jeez, <laughs> all right. So that's interesting. We're gonna have to find a way to get some of that uh, sweet, sweet shine. Sweet, sweet moonshine. That's gonna can't ship it, but you guys uh, definitely come... can't ship it. That's a federal crime. You come my way, I'll make sure you guys have a jar. <laughs> that's the only. It's the proper serving ware. Exactly, a quart jar. Oh God! A quart <laughs> of a quart of rubbing alcohol to drink. Hawaiian punch rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I'm the best. I'm not kind. a hard liquor drinker, but I I would need to try this at some point. You, you don't even drink the alcohol. Oh, that's that's dangerous. I feel like the alcohol is the only thing keeping people from dying of alcohol poisoning. If you go to the Podbros website, I want to say it's under Podbros promotion. Their holiday special from the 2016. We were all drinking my apple pie moonshine. Was everyone dead by minute 15? How no. many that, yeah, how many of them made it to the 2017 episode? <laughs> I wasn't there because I was actually sick, but everybody else returned. Oh, all right. <laughs> you just had more. <laughs> if they would have came and got it, I would have given them more. All right. So we got to find, gentlemen, we got to take the show on the road at some point. Get some moonshine. Make sure you load up all the pop balls in the back of your vehicle or beer balls in the back of your vehicle and come here. That way you get 10% or 10 cents on the bottle. Uh, right, yeah. It's pay for we'll, the just, gas. we'll save them all starting now. Yeah. Wait, don't don't throw that out. <laughs> I'm going to make a nickel off that. <laughs> It'll totally even out the gas cost of driving to Michigan. Exactly. Just don't hit the toll roads. All right, so let's wrap up the book, and then we'll we'll talk more brew stuff, I guess. But so I had some questions about the book. All right, so what do you guys think? Is the book a little bit too much, like like Ender's Game? It is Ender's Game because 
yeah, exactly. That's my thing. It Ender's kind of game is, the game. It is Ender's Game. It's not just an homage to Ender's Game. It might even be a little bit too much like Ender's Game. Uh, a sillier. It's it's a shorter Ender's Game. No, I mean um, Ender's Game or Ready Player One. It's well, a little bit of both. Oh, I wanted to talk about that as well, but okay. actually, it's really also very much like Ender's Game. It was Ender's Game meets uh, the Last Starfighter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because in Ender's Game, you you go to the training camp and then you play a video game. Here you play a video game and then then you, you go to the trainer's <laughs> camp. Except in reality, it was actually all a game. So it was a game within real life, a real life war within a game. Because the aliens so, uh, were just inception of gaming. Absolutely, that's exactly <laughs> what we said. They, in, they inceptioned them. They they, they inceptioned Ender's Game. The, the Russian nesting doll of games. The, the, uh, and so my my other question is is it a, is it a little bit too much like Ready Player One? I, I think we kind of said before like Ernest Klein clearly only has one stock he's, of ideas. He's got, a, he's got a shtick. Yeah, I mean, and I, he sticks to it. I imagine he'd be a cool dude to hang out with because he would just talk about eighty shit all the time. They're yeah. probably like really deep cuts that you wouldn't get all of them, but unless you were alive in the eighties. I mean. Depends on how conscious you were in the eighties. I remember, you know, wearing. I was a alive in the eighties, but I. I was born in eighty one. Well, we were born at the other end of that. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked the eighties stuff. I enjoy it, but like Ready Player One was like just like look how many references I can make. I, I thought it was an, an amazing book, but it did seem at some point like there was more references than plot. Listed the same thing or modeled yeah. the same thing. I mean, this this felt like this felt like he wrote. I mean, I know this didn't happen, but it felt like he wrote this. And someone said, this is a great idea. And he made a bigger, better version and wrote Ready Player One. Like, this was like a diluted, shorter Ready Player One. Well, you know, he probably spent 10 years writing Ready Player One. And then it was a hit. And they're like, great. Give us another book in six months. Shit that one out. <laughs> and like, Uh-oh. Well, I'm but wondering how Ready Player One will translate to screen. We'll find out next month. It's going to be different. I mean, just based on what I've seen, it's going to be pretty different. I think it's just because the licensing rights for everything in the book would be astronomically expensive for a film. That's fair. Like you can't have Godzilla and Ultraman and Pac-Man, Voltron and Pac-Man and Super Mario and but, Serenity and all and those Star songs. Wars and Star Trek and the songs too. They but, will use what like whatever studio makes it. They have a song catalog that's good enough. But do you think that they'll end up transitioning? Armada into a movie. I think that's already in. There's. I think it's been. The rights have been purchased. I think this will translate easier, or at least more directly, because the 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 references are just references. They're not like actually part of the plot as they are in Ready Player One. Right. Well, and it's it's okay to say a reference. Yeah, you can say it, but you can't show him riding Optimus Prime. Right. And you can't. Or going inside Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah, you can't show. He's in. They're in like three other movies in that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless the studio already owns that film as well. It's just. uh, They might be be able to find similar kinds of things. Yeah, they'll find stuff that's similar. Sort of like Forrest Gump. You know, like Forrest Gump, the book, and Forrest Gump, the movie, they just took the idea and just changed every single. Like in the book, he meets JFK and. Does drinks Dr. Peppers, but in the movie he like met this other president Richard and did this Dixon. other thing. Yeah, he just does. It's like same idea, no, but they just find the things. He met that JFK in Forrest Gump. 
in the in the movie. Yeah. In the movie, oh, in the book. There's, there's in the book. movie, he met every president. Oh, okay. Yeah. I met the president again. Yeah. <laughs> I drank Dr. Pepper's again. <laughs> I had to say I pay again. Yeah. Again. Jenny died of AIDS again. <laughs> Jenny's a whore. <laughs> Uh, My son it, can see ghosts. Again. <laughs> By the way, did Little Forest have AIDS? I mean, no, I think he was AIDS-free. Uh, how, though? You how can be they, born without AIDS. I, maybe yeah. the mom got AIDS after he was born. So she went back to her whoring ways post-having I mean, they kid? have... Well, they, technically, you, you can take have AIDS if she already had AIDS? It's a, well, maybe. It's not 100% communicable. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Let me turn it off. Uh, yeah, pause. Sound. Sorry about that. All right, we're back. But you can you can take. I mean, I think it took place in what, like in the nineties. Forrest Gump. They definitely. No, the 80s. They had. I mean, they had they some amount 80s. of drugs. Only gay people got it back then. Like they didn't understand what it was. But, but I thought like by the time it was over and she was dying, it was the nineties by then. Well, it was kind of like modern Michael era. Jordan or Magic Johnson. I mean, and, well, Magic <laughs> Johnson will never die. He's actually immortal. Yeah, because he has Magic. money. It cures AIDS. And uh, I mean, and Magic it was like one hundred thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they show her tombstone at the end. That's still the '80s, and she's like, "I have this disease. They don't know what it is." And I'm like, oh, like a cough due to cold. It's lupus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jenny! You have lupus. <laughs> Damn it, Jenny! <laughs> All right, we're getting way off task here, but yeah, I think the 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 cleverness of the references in the book are also kind of annoying. Like every character has to be on 24 hours, you know. Like, tell them they could suck Grapthar's hammer. Like they can't say, they can't just say, <laughs> fuck, "Fuck you!" Oh damn it! They, they, they always have to have something. They always have, they have a catchphrase from something else, primed and ready to go all the time. Right, and, and in, in the most shocking and disruptive kind of scenes, someone is still like able someone's to come assaulting up with my parents' house in Oregon. I'm gonna say a cool catchphrase from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Something, something from Firefly, something. <laughs> just I think they they did one. They combined Firefly and uh, and Battlestar Galactica. One was like, "Frack!" They got the Goram ships. It was like, "Oh my god!" Why would they combine all these things? And I think they call once? them out on it too. Like, you can't say those two things together. <laughs> How dare you that... cross contaminate your references? <laughs> That's like Fracking Yoda idiot. saying something from Star. I don't know any Star Trek, so. <laughs> Like Long Yoda prosper and Yoda yet, but <laughs> Scotty beat me up now. <laughs> Set phasers to force. <laughs> That's highly illogical, R2. <laughs> Anger leads you to sleepy with green aliens. <laughs> yeah, so there, there is a bit of over cleverness and sort of over saturation of references in the book but that's ernest klein's thing clearly like, he passed... has he written more than these two books no just it's these just these two books as of right now he is working on ready player two yeah i guess i mean these did come out within the last few years so he's on pace so this is 2015 i think yeah he was probably involved Something in making like the ready player one movie oh uh, yeah i imagine and uh he's also just been busy getting high fives from nerds for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have not met him yet. That's on the, the do list? You're going to go find him at a convention or something? Oh, yeah. If he ever comes to one the metro uh, Detroit area or tri-state area, I'll be there with both books waiting for him to sign them. That'd be so cool, dude. 
Are you Ernest? Are you the Ernest Klein? Do you still have a DeLorean that actually works? Does, does he have one? Does he really? Yeah. I guess I'd believe it at this point. That's mm-hmm. the first thing he bought. I with guess his if book deal if, money. A man, if this man got suddenly several million dollars, I think that would be one of his first purchases. I would understand that completely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, dude, you earned that. I'll give you that. Yep. Speaking for myself, if this man suddenly got several million dollars, I'd consider it. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why not? Because a it's a fucking like it's not a useful car to have. The DeLorean was designed for tall gentlemen. You do realize that out of the 150 DeLoreans that were made, only three of them are still working. Is it that few? Yeah. I was a mechanic for many years. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, if I if I had money to burn and I had nothing smarter to spend it on, I have and a the f- opportunity came alcohol. up. Alcohol. Yeah, I have a friend rebuilding an Ecto one, <laughs> like an old hearse. He got a, he got like a 50 It's it's like base, like the actual ones based on like a 59 Cadillac or whatever it is, or a 60. And he got like the year before, like a scrap one. That's all he could find. And he got all the parts for the actual one to like retrofit it, to make it. It's like, he's like super, super into it, but it's been, it cost him like a few hundred thousand dollars. I can imagine. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. And he said that when it's done, I can go ride in it. So, uh, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in some ways. But <laughs> the most incredible thing will, if you you'll ever see, will be if you see a girl inside of that car. I'm sure there'll be one. That's, that's not, not tied screaming. up or gagged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not even chloroformed. <laughs> Here, cuddle up next to the ether bunny. <laughs> And she wakes up like, oh, uh, Slimer was here. Busted. <laughs> I can't think of any other Ghostbusters. No Ghostbusters jokes. Semen puns. I don't have it. Uh, um, Spankman. Oh. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I can't even remember the other one's names. Egon. Egon. Uh... Spank- Bill Murray, Bankman, <laughs> yeah. Spangler, Spangler, Spangler is Egon, Egon Spangler. Okay, and then Ray is Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, okay, and Ernie Hudson is Ernie Hudson. Someone else, Winston. Winston Zedmore. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Jesus. They Winston had Janine as their secretary, and whoever uh, Rick Moranis's role was. He was the nerdy guy. <laughs> And on that movie only. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, final verdict on the book. What do you think? I mean, I liked the book a lot. I mean, yeah. it was definitely a lot like Ready Player One, but I thought it was clever and fun, and I'm glad I read it. It was enjoyable. It was a great time. If he makes a third book, not a sequel, but a third book exactly like these, then I will be disappointed. I'll give you a two. He <laughs> needs a new trick. He needs a new trick. Or hey, maybe it'll just, be nineties nostalgia. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, okay. Catches it. All then, these Spice Girls references. <laughs> maybe it'll go the other way. Maybe it'll be old shit about the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I'll just go seventies. That would actually be better. The seventies stuff. Yeah. You want to watch? You want to hear a book about? You know where the Dukes of Hazard was actually a training program for <laughs> for law enforcement. <laughs> We're going boss hog wild. <laughs> okay, not really. <laughs> I changed my mind immediately. 
yeah, I mean, if he does that again, you'd kind of you really start. I mean, uh, if Ready Player Two is going to be the next book, then certainly go for it. Though, I think he's going to have a hard time finding more references because I think he made them all the first time. There were some. Obs- I mean, there was a lot of obscure ones. Yeah, that. it was like, it was like a. He just wrote a list. He spent the first ten years writing a list of '80s things and said, "Just check them off the list as he wrote the book." Yeah. I also don't know what the plot of that could really be. Like, doesn't he own the fucking thing now? I'm sure they could find something. He can control a whole virtual world. I'm sure they can find a plot. Right, a virus or something. Ah, oh, the Spice Girls take over. <laughs> <laughs> IOI has uh, infested it with a virus. There you go. Every time you click on something. Wannabe plays real loud, and he has to fight them off. <laughs> no, to become <laughs> one, be, it's a more annoying song. Oh, that's true. That would be exceptionally scary, Spice. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling everyone, don't be a baby, Spice. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's really rich, uh, therefore, uh, posh. Posh Spice. <laughs> I got nothing for ginger. He's not a ginger. <laughs> he's a brunette. <laughs> and, uh, sporty. And, so he'll yeah. be sporty, Spice. <laughs> with all the exercising they do in their haptic suits. All right, we got them in there. I think this is the second podcast where we've made all five Spice Girls uh, references. Oh, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's our thing. We're like Ernest Klein. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think it's, it's a fun book. Check it out if you haven't read it. We told mm-hmm. you the entire plot. I don't know why you're going to read it now. But you can get all references, those sweet sure. references we didn't get because there were four billion more. Yeah. There were tons. Uh, only Dave the Nerd got them all. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. All right, Dave, tell us where to find your podcast again. Again, you can find it on podbros.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, tuned in, um, Podbean, through Podknife, and I'm pretty sure Google Play Store, and I think I am got the paperwork in to get on Spotify as well. Oh, and, and what's it called again? Dave's Nerd name. Compendium is my primary show. I'm also on I'm Thirsty. And that's on the same places? Yep. Oh, we'll have to talk to you about how to get on Spotify at some point. That's pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all my buddy John's dealing. He's runs the network, so it's like, eh, you do all the work. I'll just promote it. Awesome. That works. Cool. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun for us. Our first uh, kind of crossover guest episode. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, if you liked what you heard, give us a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Just round up to five stars to save yourself a step. And while you're there, do the same thing with Dave's Nerd Compendium. Yeah, just two in a row. It's good for you. 14 stars total. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, check us out uh, on Twitter. At DrunkGuysBC, as in book club. And uh, uh, send us an email, DrunkGuysBookClub at gmail.com or... Find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Eyes Book Club. Yeah, you heard it here first. We're taking pictures of shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will see you next time. All right, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to davenc.com and find everything there. Find everything on 
podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel. Just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do like unboxings and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget while you're on iTunes at Stitcher to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. Overload. Pleasure overload. Excuse me, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.